Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Visit your Northern Ohio Honda dealers or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, the federal government looking into ways to tame big tech and social media companies, cybersecurity advice for manufacturers, new technology that can help bring water to even the driest parts of the globe, and your dinner delivered by drones. All this and more coming up. The federal government may crack down on Google. More from CBS News correspondent Bill Rakoff. Senator Hatch sent a letter to the FTC chairman regarding complaints about Google's anti-competitive conduct and privacy practices. Lawmakers from both parties and Google's rivals say they see an opening for increased regulation of large tech under the FTC's new slate of commissioners. Critics of Google say that ongoing European antitrust action against the web search leader and this year's data privacy scandal involving Facebook demonstrate concerns about the unchecked power of tech heavyweights. Bill Rakoff, CBS News. Meanwhile, Bloomberg reports there's a deal giving Google access to MasterCard information to track whether you are influenced by online ads in offline purchases. CBS News technology consultant Larry Maggot explains. Whether they like it or not, people are already getting used to the idea of being tracked online. But when they're starting to track you in offline retail stores, that could be creepy. Even though Google has said that the data is fully encrypted, so that personal information of shoppers can't be viewed by either Google or MasterCard. Facebook and Twitter executives were in Washington to testify before lawmakers. The focus of the House and Senate hearings was progress made on preventing foreign interference in the upcoming midterms, as well as accusations of bias and censorship. Executive Editor Ian Schur from CNET. Facebook promised that it was going to hire thousands of people to help uh, expand its efforts to both secure and also to moderate what's going on in their platform. I imagine Twitter's going to get a little pressure to do that too, but they are going to try and point to what they've done in the meantime. The question is whether it's enough. Can too much time spent on social media impact the way children feel about themselves? Well, according to a recent study, it can. The study looked at 9,859 children between the ages of 10 and 15 over a six-year period, and researchers found that high levels of social media use, especially for females, was associated with decreased happiness as the children got older. Dr. Joe Osterman from the Cleveland Clinic. The use of social media, uh, specifically in girls, they tend to use it as a way to judge themselves. So they look at others and compare themselves to others. And in that comparison, uh, the term is up comparison. So they're always looking at better qualities in other people and then looking negatively on themselves or feeling like they don't have those qualities. So we asked for his advice on how best to deal with the problem having them engaged in real one-on-one or group activities face-to-face. There's something very important that we miss on social media when we're on our devices and not interacting in person with people that is very beneficial for our development as humans. An 
an organization that's been offering advice and assistance to manufacturers for the past 40 years in Northeast Ohio just opened a new office in downtown Akron. Magnet market leader Darlene McDermott tells us a little about what they do. Support them in things like innovation, 3D technology, additive manufacturing, uh, maybe even cybersecurity. And when it comes to cybersecurity, McDermott says they can offer advice that will help companies qualify for federal contracts, like with the Defense Department, for example. If they have monitored machines, any weakness in the protection of that data could be extremely compromising to the ability for that manufacturer to produce. And then the other piece of it is not necessarily compliance, but having a really good strategy protocol and handbook for if you have an event, if you have a cybersecurity event, here's exactly what's going to happen and have a process for that. It might involve things like contacting your broker, contacting the insurance company so that they can have their public relations people immediately offer a turnkey approach to notifying all the customers maybe whose data was compromised. So it was a third-party breach. If it was a first-party breach and the entire plant is shut down, it would be about making sure that all the right suppliers were contacted so that basically manufacturing could continue even if it was off-premises. are also a target for hackers. And as WWJ's Jeff Gilbert reports, automakers are becoming increasingly concerned about how to stop them. As cars get more connected and more automated, that concern rises. The overall threat level and so on is only going to grow from here. GM President Dan Ammon says they're beefing up their own cybersecurity efforts and working with others. Not just inside the company, but also, you know, taking advantage of third-party researchers, taking advantage of you know, expertise from multiple different places, working together across the industry to collaborate and make sure that we have you know, all of the best minds working on this critical issue. GM has hired white hat hackers to help them find problems. Ammon saying that even one hacking incident involving a self-driving car could destroy public confidence. With the Corp Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert. pretty lucky here in the Midwest because of our proximity to the world's largest supply of fresh water, the Great Lakes. But in parts of the world where drought is a serious problem, they're not so lucky. Now though, there's a high-tech solution that taps into an age-old source of water in a brand new way. Droughts along the Pacific coast from California to Peru, even in the arid deserts of Ethiopia, may have some relief out of thin air. I'm Rich On, and this is your Green Air Minute. For a farming family to hydrate themselves, their crops, their livestock in an area where water is scarce can prove unwieldy and ultimately unhealthy. Lugging heavy containers miles from worm-ridden cesspools are commonly the water sources in rural desert and mountainous regions of Ethiopia. The beautiful high cliffs of Peru belie their parched peaks, forcing many to descend on the cities in search of menial labor. Californians are also in the throes of drought with fears that turning on the tap may yield nary more than a puff of air. Coincidentally, it's this puff of air which could be the saving grace for drought-suffering regions the world over. Condensation, nature's way of actually making water from vapor in the air, is at the center of this serious work towards sustainable methods of fog tapping. As far back as 2,000 years ago, desert villages and other rain-starved communities around the world may have started harvesting fog that collected as water and dripped from trees. Today, inspired architects like Arturo Vittori, inventor of the elegant desert water collection basket structure called Warco, 
Colorado Water, and socially conscious engineers like Robert Schiemenauer, executive director of the nonprofit water capturing systems provider called FogQuest, are at the vanguard of this movement. Sadly, fog collection will never be practical on a large scale. Quote, you aren't going to put up thousands of fog collectors to try to provide water to Los Angeles, end quote, Schiemenauer said, but small communities can benefit immensely by these simple, sustainable, and cost-effective vapor capture systems. I'm Rich On, and this is your Green Air Minute. For more on the vanguard of fog collection, visit greenairradio.com. And speaking of water, with the help of some new technology, you can swim underwater for long periods of time without any scuba gear. Jim Chenevy reports. What if you could swim like a fish for hours, even days underwater with no need for traditional scuba gear? It's called the Amphibio System, and it's the brainchild of scientist and designer Jun Kamei. Inspired by the gills of a fish, Kamei has used a 3D printer and a specially designed material to create a breathing mass that he hopes will help humans spend long periods of time beneath the sea. His technology was inspired by water-diving insects which survive by virtue of a thin layer of air trapped on their super-hydrophobic skin surface, which provides oxygen like a gas-exchanging gill. Basically, it works by gathering oxygen from the water itself and releasing carbon dioxide. Kamei is planning to test the amphibio system on a human scale in the very near future, and he believes it will enable people to spend as much time in the water as they now do on land. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. Also today, your dinner delivered by drone. Uber might just be serious about flying. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. You know UberX, UberPool, Uber Black, but now look up. There's Uber Eats. It's a pending new service the rideshare company just announced that will eventually deliver food orders via drone. Not unlike drone delivery services being developed by Amazon, Google, and Walmart. Now, none of these are happening tomorrow. They're pending building top leases for mini heliports, zoning and FAA approvals, and some new form of air traffic control. But to dismiss all this is unwise, because Uber's effort will ride on the shoulders of other work they're doing to operate passenger drones in cities. Uber Air, they call that. It's being developed for initial tests in Dallas and L.A., with a third city outside the U.S. to be named by March 2019. The idea of a drone share service is so remarkable that almost lost is the fact that the craft will be electrically powered, itself a breakthrough for aviation. High-tech cars and drones and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Tune in next week for more tech news and find out more online at WAKR.net. Visit your Northern Ohio Honda dealers or online at NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com.